I'm Sarah Young. Welcome to Behavioral Creativity. Uh, I am here uh, talking about what it means to be creative and how we can use creativity in our everyday lives to make them better. So today I want to talk about inspiration and how and where we find inspiration. And when people ask me, uh, you know, how can I improve my creativity? What can I do to be more creative? The answer I, you know, they ask me for books, books on creativity. You know, the best answer I can give them is what inspires you. And, and, and everyone is different. And that's the real, you know, the pivotal thing about creativity is that it's unique to every single person. You know, you would never expect someone who is creative musically to be very interested in, you know, painting a painting. Uh, I mean, it could happen. Like, obviously, there are multi-dimensional creatives everywhere. But, you know, the reality is that we're each born with passions and desires and this creative impulse. And the way to find our creative impulse is to overcome our fear of of uh, following what we really get excited about and pursuing those passions uh, without hesitation. And so really what creativity, you know, begins as is is a curiosity and an interest and an inspiration that moves you towards something. Uh, you know, for the last, I would say, maybe 10 years, I have been almost exclusively making things that have been you know, that have just come to me. I haven't figured anything out. I haven't thought anything through. I haven't, you know, it's not like I, I, I planned a lot of the work I've done. It's all just come to me either while I've been working with materials or, you know, maybe brushing my teeth or, you know, what, whatever, whatever I've been doing and something has come to me and it, and, and, and this idea or this feeling or this, this uh, burst of energy has propelled me towards uh, making, you know, because I happen to be a maker and I'm a writer. And I will take that inspiration or that curiosity or that sudden burst of uh, inspiration and I will just start playing with it. You know, I'll give myself room to uh, not come up with a finished product. I will play with something that makes me happy, that delights me, uh, you know, sometimes, and, and very recently it's been, you know, I make gifts for friends, like uh, I have a friend who, you know, loves octopus, I'll give the most recent, the most recent um, example, I have a friend who loves octopuses, and octopi, I guess, and so I made her a cup with an octopus on it, and as I was making the octopus, I, you know, you problem solve how to do the suction. I was problem solving how to do the suction cups, you know, kind of easily, as easily as I could, because, you know, they're tiny. 
and I didn't want to get niggly about it because, you know, th there's a bunch of craft stuff in here I'm not going to share with you because it might bore you. But And as I figured it out and I made the suction cups, I realized that while I enjoyed making the octopus, the suction cups, that part of it really it was kind of spine tingling for me. So I started just making vessels on the on the pottery wheel and putting little suction cups all over them and putting them in a line around the cup or the, you know, where I was making, um, you know, cups and mugs and stuff. And there was something about that design, that action, that, that um, creative process that has propelled me forward to making things that I would never would have made. Like I, you know, I, I, I love clay. Clay was one of the first materials that kind of introduced me to my deeper self. And I'll talk more about that in other episodes. But, um, but I, I realized that making these little suction cups somehow, you know, pushed me in a direction I hadn't been pushed before. And I started making all these cups and all these mugs, and I made some, uh, some, you know, crocs and other things. And I, and I couldn't really keep them. Like every time I would post them on social media, people would want to buy them. You know, I kept hoping to build up a store online of these items, and I couldn't because as soon as I'd post them online, people were buying them. And you know, for me, this, this is a wonder when people want to buy my art, because generally speaking, I don't, I don't really make my art, uh, thinking that I will sell it to anyone. I usually make it thinking I, I, you know, I love giving my art away or, or it's for a bigger piece, like an installation piece. So the fact that I was making things that people really, you know, loved and wanted to buy was somewhat of a new experience for me. I've had the experience before, but, but, you know, a big part of, of making for me is not thinking about selling the stuff I'm making. Um, you know, I'm in a, I'm in a situation presently where I don't have to worry about it and it's not going to last forever, but be that as it may. So this is what I'm talking about. I make, I, I've made things for people and it's, you know, just a one-off for a person I love and it is stimulated because I'm in that love energy and I'm I'm focusing on another person and I'm I'm thinking about what they would like and and what they you know something they would love to have in their hands um it stimulates something that that really opens a door for me a creative door where I can wander around and play and enjoy and really that's that's my my sweet spot creatively you know Everybody has a different kind of, you know, creative energy. And mine is joy. Mine is uh, play. Mine is, you know, playfulness. Mine is humor. Mine, you know, mine is laughter. It's it's all about the playful side of things for me. And, and you know, I'm, I'm what, I'm 51 now. I, I started making when I was 15. And, and I have gone through a lot of other creative cycles, you know. Uh, I've, I had a lot of angst as a young person, so I, I made a lot of angry art. Now, no one was really interested in that art. I mean, some people were, you know, but really for me, if, if I, I'm making something just to have it sell, it, it, you know, that's, that's not why I make. I, at one point I was making these landscape paintings with, uh, ceramic materials on clay boxes and, 
in the beginning, it was such a wonderful, joyful experience, you know, exploring the different things I could do. You know, I was making my own glazes, making my own clay body. And I was doing all this work, and it was so wonderful and joyful. And I just, I was in love with the surfaces I, cre- I was creating. Um, but they became popular, and I started getting a lot of orders for them. And over time, it just, it just killed it for me. Because I was, it was like I could have been making cardboard boxes like I I was just making this stuff to fill orders and it became you know it wasn't exciting and it and uh you know I I had to stop doing it because because there was no life in it anymore you know and you could you could really see it or at least I could see it in my work like the the work I made earlier was full of life and full of obvious curiosity and love and joy and then the stuff I was making at the end was like really you know it was rote so so that's what I have to say about creativity today. If if you want more creativity in your life, if you want to use your creative impulse to change your life, then follow what drives you. You know, for me, it's joy. For me, it's it's passion and happiness and laughter. What is it for you? You know, and and, and there's no right answer. It it is an individual answer for each person, and that's really the great thing about creativity is because. You know, you, you, if you use it in, in a specific way, uh, you can really explore a lot of who you are um, and uh, really get to know yourself. So, yeah, that's, that's uh, episode two of uh, Behavioral Creativity. Thank you for joining me. I will be coming back at you again soon. Um, see you next time. here on Behavioral Creativity. Today I'm going to talk about creativity and artists and that you don't necessarily have to be creative to be an artist and you can be creative without being an artist and I'll explain that. So There are a lot of artists in the world who make work, which is the work they've always made. So when you see artists making similar stuff all their lives, the creativity part of the process is much lower than an artist who is constantly innovating constantly changing the look of their art, constantly changing, you know, what they're exploring with their art. And so 
I'm trying I'm trying to explain this because creativity as we know it I think is is misunderstood and that's why I've talked earlier about uh, the fact that creativity can affect much more than you know just something you make or you know a song you sing or something you write creativity affects every part of your life and uh, so let's take somebody like Picasso uh, as an artist, he his his career spanned decades, and he shifted uh, media, he shifted content, he shifted style. He was uh, an artist who was constantly exploring um, himself and the world through his creative spark. And then you can take somebody, and I, I guess I I don't. I, you know, you can, any artist you might know who has made pretty much the same work all their lives, you know, um, and it, it's not one isn't better than the other, but, uh, you know, it's just a matter of personality. And then you have people who might not be an artist or a musician or a chef or, you know, someone who makes something and they could be very creative. I know, a lot of people who are not what you'd call an artist who are incredibly creative um and this can show up in just the way they show up in their in their life you know um going out with a person who's creative it's going to be more fun because they view the world differently uh than a person who is kind of a ma- a mainstream conformist person a person who views the world creatively is, uh, by definition, more engaged in it and is more willing to discover new things, be curious about things they don't know. Uh, creative people are very often um, very willing to be wrong uh, because that means that they're finding something out about the world and maybe about themselves that they had not before known. And I will give you an example of that. Uh, very recently, I learned how to bird watch. This was about seven years ago, and it changed the world for me. And that's because a very small part of the world that I had been ignoring suddenly exploded. Uh, I learned about birds, their habits, uh, what you know, where they lived, and uh, you know their flight patterns. And all of a sudden, this part of the world that I had taken for granted became this amazing and beautiful thing that I not only learned about, but I also learned through. Uh, You know, because everything that we learn, you know, anything we're interested in, teaches us ultimately about ourselves. And so this this is part of the creative, you know, when I talk about behavioral creativity, this is a part of that behavior is you know be the willingness and openness to um you know learn try new things and you know be open to learning more about yourself and i was thinking about that today as i was making work for an installation um that's you know for valentine's day and thinking about how i have the habit of like moving from one thing to another um 
you know, as my interest waxes and wanes and things. And it's it's one of the things about me that I, I love. And the the best part of my art make, art making is that I don't, I cannot predict what I'll be making. You know, I, I can't tell you that I'll be making this certain type of ceramic vessel for the rest of my life. I won't, I can, I can tell you I won't. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, it's one of those things. Creativity isn't what we have been taught it is. You know, creativity isn't specific to the arts. Creativity is a perspective. Uh, it's, it's an openness and it's a willingness to, um, you know, fully engage with your heart and your, your mind in the world, you know, and, uh, you know, we, we grow, we've grown up in a society or a culture that doesn't really value that, you know, we, we reward those who are, who appear to always be right. And, uh, you know, I've had many jobs in many places where the bully gets ahead because, uh, that's, that's who we're used to rewarding. Um, and, you know, that's, that's not creative. That's pretty conformist. And so, you know, my point is, and I, I'll come back to this, is that, you know, growing up and living and learning in a conformist society, of course, is going to crush your creativity. Uh, and it's everybody's job, every individual's job to, you know, wrestle that back, you know, get it back for yourself. The more creative you can be in your life, the more you can truly express your perspective and your passions and your desires through whatever you're doing, you know, just living your life, eating, eating meals, uh, walking down the street, you know, whatever it is, the more that you can truly express who you are, you know, the happier you'll be. Um, I've, I've talked about this before. The midlife crisis is a simple function of a bunch of people who were told that the American dream looks just like this and not like anything else. And the whole reason there's such a problem in our culture with, uh, you know, homophobia and sexism and racism. And, and it's because we've all been, you know, trained to believe in a standard. We've been educated into regurgitation. Uh, even even our classes um, have always been about imitation and copying. Um, you know, the book Steal Like an Artist. It's a whole book basically on a, one person's belief that to be an artist, you should take other people's ideas and make them your own. Uh, that this is this is a product of a uh, conformist education because. That's, you know, that's not necessary. Our, the very act of being born is one of creation. We have that, that's our birthright. We have that inside us when we're born. Uh, and, and when people tell me they don't think they're creative, you know, part of me is excited for them because they're, you know, at the beginning of a journey that will take them not only in unpredictable places in the world, but in unpredictable places within themselves. So yeah, that's that's my that's my little talk on creativity for today and what it is and what it isn't and hopefully it'll inspire you to consider what it, what excites you in the world and what makes you curious in the world and maybe it'll help you to take a little time for yourself to 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 change something, to learn something new, to 
express something in some different way that you've been wanting to do it. Uh, you know, safety has its place, but uh, safety through conformity is a mistake. And I think we have to start looking at the fact that we are all unique individuals who really are at our best and are at our healthiest when we can express ourselves in unique and creative ways. Okay, well, thanks for listening. And uh, I will talk to you again soon. This is Sarah Young for Behavioral Creativity.